Well, good morning. Am I coming? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. I, I've, I've, had a, I've had a few uh, de- technical challenges of making sure I turn my pack on properly, so I keep messing with our sound people and everybody else. So I, I, I'm a little insecure now when I step up to say something, because I'm like, did I get my sound right? So I'm good. Good morning. Good to see everybody. How's everybody doing? Good. We also want to say good morning to everybody who's tuning in online and joining us as well. It is so good to have you here with us. And so I want to take a few moments today just to share a word with you. As you know, or at least most of you would know, some of you maybe you're coming in today, you're learning about for the first time. But today is a special Sunday uh, for a number of reasons. I mean, you could really say every Sunday is special for its own reasons. But it's a special Sunday because we're finishing up our first month of focusing on Deeper. And uh, we are going to be taking up our Deeper First Fruits offering. And so I know Pastor Samuel already encouraged us regarding our regular giving, and we're so thankful for everyone who sows into that. But we also today want to take up an offering um, to sow into where God is taking us this year, to sow into going deeper. And so I wanted just a couple things to encourage your heart in this. Uh, obviously, it's a little different because of the current dynamics. We don't like pass the baskets or come and drop something. Virtually everything's online. But I wanted to stir our faith. And there's a couple things, one in particular, that I want us to do as a church family because I'm believing God. As we talk about going deeper this year, I'm believing God for you going deeper in every aspect. And I'm really believing God to go deeper in his provision in our lives, for us to go deeper in our faith, for God to bring breakthrough in our lives. And I'm believing to see some amazing, amazing things. Uh, Pastor Sharon and I are believing for our lives, but I'm believing for your life too. I want to agree with you. I was just talking with a church family member this week and you know, they're on a journey of buying a house. And I'm like, I'm agreeing with you. Like, let's, let's agree together that God's going to work and God's going to move. And yeah, naturally it's challenging. But let's believe God. Let's see God do something for you. So I want to just take some time to encourage you that. So let's just pray and let's commit this word to the Lord. And, uh, and then we'll, you know, I'll share with you a bit. And then we'll, we'll bring things to a close. Father, we come before you today in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you so much just for us going deeper. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity we have next month when we talk about deeper relationships and to go deeper in our relationships in our lives. But Lord, I thank you today, even as it's deeper First Fruits Sunday. God, that we're going deeper in generosity. We're going deeper in faith in you. God, even when it comes to provision and even when we live, you know, in challenging times right now with a lot of uh, potential, you could say negative reports. God, we choose to believe the report of the Lord. And Father, we thank you for a spirit of faith really being just lit in our heart today regarding deep, going deeper even in this area in Jesus' name. And everyone agreed, said, amen. Amen. Now, one thing, just very practically before we launch in here, I just want to remind you of particularly those who are tuning in online, but I also know that some weeks all of us are here in person, sometimes we're online. Uh, Just really simply, next week we're going to be moving our online service start time from 11 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. So it's just going to bump back a half hour, and it's actually going to align with the timing for our second service. So everyone say 11.30 a.m. And so especially to those of you who are online, you can type that in the comment box if you want. But make sure next week, if you show up at 11, well, it'll be good because you're early. But we're going to be at 11.30 a.m. And obviously we're excited. It's great to see everyone who's here. You can kind of see the crowd starting to grow back, which is great. Uh, You know, we're excited to have people here in person. We believe it's so important that we are together. Um, But we also recognize just what God is doing through online and the opportunity to reach people and to connect that way as well. So we're excited to continue to grow in this as a church family. So, Mike, thanks. Appreciate it. It's good. Uh, 
Today being Deeper First Fruit Sunday, um, I wanted to connect it a little bit. For most of you remember, the last couple months have been a little all over the place. But you remember for the last number of years, we've been taking the first, uh, well really the last two years, but we've been taking the first Sunday of the month and doing Healing School Sunday. And really focusing on the supernatural, focusing on God's power, God's healing power in our lives. We really believe that's one of the things that we're called to. Uh, I was just reading actually last night a great uh, Greek gem devotional from Rick Renner. And he was talking about how uh, from the book of Acts 19 where it talks about how God was working extraordinary miracles through the hands of Paul. And he was connecting this devotional to uh, the fact that Paul was in Ephesus at that time. He was working to reach Ephesus, which was a place of great, uh, there was the occult and there was great demonstrations of demonic power. And in the middle of that, he was pointing out that one of the reasons God released this incredible miracle power in Paul was that was what was needed in that time reaching that region. And in the same way, I really believe, and we want to keep leaning in as a church family, that in the day we're in, we need to see the supernatural power of God. We were believing God to see healing, signs, wonders, to see the gifts of the Spirit manifesting because that is such an important key to demonstrating who God is to the world that's around us. So we're going to be expanding things a little bit this year, uh, just depending on, we're going to kind of flow a little more serious. We'll always be the first Sunday, like I want to really kind of tie a little bit of it in today, and technically it's the last Sunday of February, but I mean, January, but you know, obviously we're going to move into February pretty quickly. So it'll be all about, we want to keep leaning in and even expanding a little bit more. I'm excited. I mean, we're going to have next week announced to you several of our courses are going to be starting again near the end of next month, uh, being February, school, the spirit being one, hearing the voice of God, growing in moving in the things of the spirit. So we're going to keep leaning into this. But what I wanted to tie today was I wanted to tie these two things together. So obviously it's this heart for the supernatural, this heart for the power of God in our lives. You know, we're, we've been talking about God demonstrating his power. But then I want to tie this as well into our generosity, into our giving. And, and not just our generosity, our giving, but I really want to stir your faith this morning for God's provision in your life. I want to stir your faith regarding no matter what's happening in the world around us, believing God to take care of every need in your life. Believing God to provide for you, to provide for your family, to provide for every need, and that we can put our faith and our trust in him. As you guys know, we've been talking about, and again, just briefly, all, all this month, we've really been laying the foundation. We've talked about how we are in a time of, of problems, of polarization, of growing persecution. And, and I mean, you just look every single week. You can see all different manifestations of this are happening. But then we've been focusing on Isaiah 59, 19. It says, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rise of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. So what we've been saying, and what I think is so key this year, and I'm going to keep hammering it over and over and over again, is yes, there's going to be problems, polarization, growing persecution. There's going to be a lot of things that are happening, but what we need to learn to look to is not look to what the enemy's doing, but to look to the standard that the Spirit of the Lord is raising. Because whenever the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard. There is always a standard. Look for the standard that the Lord is raising. And so we've been talking about his standard of his presence. And we're leaning in and growing in his presence. We talked about the standard of his power. That's part of our heart is saying, okay, God, you're going you're gonna to rise in power in this time. And then we also have talked about the standard of his promises. 
You know, I was having a good conversation actually with my brother this week, and, and he was just encouraging me in a couple things the Lord had been showing him. But I, it, it really stirred my heart. Right now, guys, we need to be praying and believing and leaning in for revival. It's so easy to look at what's happening around us and to get a negative perspective and go, you know, things are just falling apart. Look at the sin. Look at the darkness. Look at the wickedness. Look at the division. Look at all the things that are happening. And yes, we need to be aware of what is going on. But in the middle of this time, this is a perfect opportunity for God to move. We're talking about, even you talk about great revivals, like the Second Great Awakening. It was in times very much, in a different point in history, but times very much like this. Really, if you study any major move of God, so often it happens in the middle of upheaval, in the middle of division, in the middle of economic shaking, all these different things. It happens and it comes with those things. And so I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage everyone to, that we would lean in and we'd pray and we'd believe God for revival. Somebody say revival. Now, that's not the main point of my message, but I just want to keep stirring this, stirring it, even as, you know, things are opening back up. We've got a lot of people who've been getting connected here at Toronto State Church, and I believe even as we're coming together more and more, the Spirit of God is going to release His presence in a fresh way. God's power is going to be released in a fresh way. We can believe Him to move, right? That is what we need to go after. That's where we need to hang our hat, guys. We're believing God to move, and not just in our church, but in every church across our nation, amen? It is time for a move of God and for a move of the Spirit. But today where I really wanted to focus, especially in light of even our first fruits, deeper offering and what we're doing, was I wanted to talk more about God's promises, particularly our provision. Because remember we said he's going to raise a standard of his presence, of his power, but he's also going to raise a standard of promises being manifested in our lives. And I wanted to encourage you today, particularly in the area of provision. Even as today, I know many of us are going to be sowing in faith into this first fruits deeper offering. I want to encourage you in a few things. And it's really just uh, four simple truths I want to bring to us today. I want to remind us of. And these are four simple truths that I believe we need to hold on to. Even as we move through this year and we move forward. So we're going to start with truth number one. Everyone say truth number one. Truth number one is simply this. With God, all things are possible. Come on, somebody say, with God, all things are possible. Come on, even you guys who are online, just say it where you are right now or type it. Say, with God, all things are possible. Matthew 19, 26 says this, but Jesus looked at them and said, with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Jeremiah 32, 17 says this, Ah, Lord God, it is you who've made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Now, I'm starting really simply here this morning, but I just want to declare this word of God over your life. Irregardless of what you're facing, irregardless of what's going on, irregardless of how your circumstances and situation align with the larger circumstances and situations that we're facing, if you're with God, he said, with him, all things are possible. That means all things, right? When it says there's nothing that is too hard for him, guys, that means there is nothing that is too hard for him. All things are possible. There is nothing that is too hard for our God. 
And I believe that where we need to just, again, continue to renew our hearts and renew our focus is on the greatness of God, the power of God, and remember that, you know what, I may be facing what seem to be like some impossible situations, but if I've got God in my life, with God, all things are possible. With God, everything is possible. I may be facing some things that seem like they're too hard, I know I'm facing some things. Pastor Sharon and I, we're looking at some things, even regarding our personal lives and some of the things we're looking at, and it's too hard for us in the natural. But God said there is nothing that is too hard for him. And so the place that we begin and the place we start today and the place I just want to bring our attention back to is that with God, all things are possible. There is nothing that is too hard for him. That's why I believe one of the things this year that we want to cultivate and we want to grow in is the fear of the Lord. See, the fear of the Lord is not being afraid of God, right? That's not, because the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear, right? And God's love for us. God doesn't want us to be afraid of him. So someone might say, okay, what does the fear of the Lord then mean? The fear of the Lord means to have an awe and a reverence and a respect for God. It's having an awareness of how big God is. See, when you have the fear of the Lord, you have this understanding in your heart because you reverence him for who he is, that there's nothing that's too hard for him. When you have a fear of the Lord and you're growing in that, you have this core understanding in your heart, there's nothing that's impossible for him. And so the more we grow in the fear of the Lord, the more we grow and understand who God is, the more we will grow in understanding that there is nothing that is too hard for him, that there is nothing that's impossible. Come on, somebody say, all things are possible. So with God, all things are possible. Now this leads me to truth number two that I want to encourage you in. So we've got God with whom all things are possible, that there's nothing that's too hard for. And this God is our source. Come on, somebody say, God is our source. So this is the second thing I want you to get today. In Philippians 4.19, it says, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Now this, I know this is a verse that many of us are used to or we're familiar to. We say it quite a bit, but I want to bring it back to you today. The Apostle Paul was talking, but this is a verse that is well for us, that our God will supply all of our need or every need according to his riches and glory. So notice this, there's there's real big coverage here. All things are possible, nothing is too hard, and God is going to provide every single need. That means that, again, because someone might say, okay, well, it's great with God, all things are possible. Then we understand, okay, but God is my source. God is the one who provides for me. God is the one who takes care of me. I'm thankful for my job, but my faith is not in my job as my source. My faith is in God as my source. God will use my job to provide for me, but even if you take that job away, if that's my source, I'm in trouble. But if God is my source, then I just go, okay, Lord, what are we going to do now? Why? Because my faith is in him that he is my source and supply. See, when you understand that God is your source, again, you don't get thrown by the ups and downs of what's happening in the world around you. Now, of course, you're aware of it, and you're touched by it, and you're impacted by it, and you need to stretch your faith out when you're going through it, but you don't get thrown by it. Why? Because God is your source. 
and your dependence and your faith is in him. Matthew 6, 31 to 33 says this, therefore do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Come on, somebody say God is my source. I want to encourage some of you, that's just what you need to be declaring over 2022. God is my source. You turn on the news and you see economic challenges that we're facing, you just declare and say, God is my source. You're looking at the housing prices and you're looking at the cost of gas and you're looking at supermarket, you know, is there going to be enough and prices are going up and oh, it's going to cost more to feed your family. You need to just stand up in the middle of that and declare, God is my source. God is going to provide for me. God is going to take care of me. I may not know how he's going to do it, but I know that he's going to do it because he is my source and there is nothing that's too hard for him. This is where we need to set our faith, guys. Part of being a believer, and this is what was really hitting me this week, you don't need faith when everything's easy and going normal, like going good. You don't need it. Why? Because it's just naturally happening. This is the season now where you, you really start to see a dividing point of people who have faith in God and people who have had faith in the system or faith in whatever else is going on. We need to have faith in God. And you need to declare and you need to pray. And some of you need to just write it and put it up on your fridge. Put it up on your mirror in the morning. Put it on your screensaver, on your computer, or your phone. God is my source. God takes care of me. And every time the enemy tries to come after you with fear, with doubt, with unbelief, you need to just loudly declare, my God meets all of my needs according to his riches and glory. God is my source. Come on, somebody say God is my source. So truth number one is that with God, all things are possible. Truth number two is that God is our source. Truth number three is simply this. God's provision is directly connected to his vision for your life. So God's provision is directly connected to his vision for your life. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Right? So we know that God has plans for you. Now, some people look at this passage and say, yeah, but the context, that was in Jeremiah, and it was talking to the children of Israel who were in Babylon. And as, yes, but the, the, there's so many parts of the Bible that, they, it's, yes, it was for that, but it's also to you and me. It's also for us that we can know God has planned for us. Good plans, plans to prosper us, plans to give us a future, plans to give us a hope. Does those plans involve his provision? You're allowed to say yes. <laughs> yes, it involves his provision. It wasn't a trick question. Right, he's got the good plans, and these plans involve he's gonna provide for you. Why would he as your father say, I've got these great plans for you, but I'm not gonna provide for you? He is going to provide. He is your source, but here it's connected to his vision. Psalm 37, 23 says this, the steps of a good man, or a good woman obviously, are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. In other words, God has a steps that he's ordered for your life. And at every stage of your journey, there is provision for the vision that he's called you to. You can put your faith in that. I serve a God who there's nothing that's too hard for him. Everything is possible. This God is my source. And as I follow his plan for my life, every place I get to, every step of the journey, there will always be provision there for me for that step of the journey. Now, this says several things to me. First and foremost, I don't know if there's anyone else besides me that wish God would give you the provision for the next step now so I could just feel really comfortable about it. 
Right? How many would love if God just said, here, I'm, I'm giving you an advance of my provision. Here it all is. Like, I know. But see, here's what I found God does. God gives you what you need when you need it. Right? So Pastor Sharon and I, we're believing God. We think this is the year. We're hearing the Lord. It's time for us to buy a house. Now, there's some things that we don't yet have for that, but I don't have to buy it yet. Now, I would love to just have it here right now. My natural planning self, getting out ahead of myself, I'd love that. But what God does is he always leads us in a journey of faith. And so his provision will always be there when you need it. The problem for most of us is if we want it in advance because we're worrying and it's just hard and we just wish he'd give it to us in advance, but he always leads us on a journey of faith and he says it'll be there when you need it. It's going to be there when you fall. Just follow me, follow my steps, follow where I'm taking you. See, so number one, we know that the provision for the vision will be at every stage along the journey. But the second thing that we need to understand is that the provision for the vision is as we follow his plan. And if we get into our natural minds and we think, you know, Lord, I'm just going to be safe. So I know, I feel like you're telling me this, but I'm going to do it this way because I feel safer that way. How many know his provision is not going to follow your vision? His provision follows his vision. And so we need to make sure that we are submitting to the lordship of Jesus and following his plan for our lives. Let me give you an example of this. 1 Kings 17, 2 to 8. Just talking about the prophet Elijah when he had declared there would be a famine in the land. You remember that? And it says, then the word of the Lord came to him saying, get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook as I've commanded the ravens to feed you. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, and he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Now, do you guys notice this? It's a bit of a prophetic picture. But do you notice the journey here? The prophet is in need of provision. The Lord says, go to the brook Cherith because there I've commanded the ravens to feed you. So the prophet goes to the brook Cherith. He follows the leading of the Lord. He is there. The ravens are provided. Now all of a sudden the brook dries up. Don't get upset sometimes if a way God is providing you dries up because he always has something else for you. And frankly, what he has for you is going to be better than what you currently have. But if what you currently had didn't dry up, most of us would never leave what we currently have. Right? And so a lot of times we freak out. Oh no, the brook's dried up. What happened to the ravens? But the Lord's like, no, no, I'm just making a shift. Now go to this place. And so he ends up at the widow. And what I love about this is that the brook God provided for him. When he went to with the widow in, 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 uh, in Zarephath, not only did God provide for him, but you actually see that now there's an overflow of provision for the blessing of God for him for that widow as well too. And it expanded what was happening. Sometimes God is going to dry something up in your life, even the area of provision, because he's trying to move you into something else. This is a word for somebody right now. But if you follow him in faith, when you end up there, there's going to be a broader provision that's not just for you, but it's going to be for others as well. But see, let me ask you a question. What if the Lord said to Elijah, go to the brook Cherith? And Elijah said, well, you know, Lord, it's kind of far to the brook Cherith. That's a little bit of a walk. I'm just going to go to the brook Judah. Because, you know, it's just logical. It makes sense. It's a brook. It's the same thing. I'm going to go to the brook Judah. And he goes to the brook Judah. He's there. And there's no, there's a brook, but there's no ravens. 
He's going, God, what's going on? What happened? Well, God said, I told you to go to the brook Cherith. What if he said, go to the Sarapath? And, God said, and Elijah said, well, that's, that's in Sidon. That's, that's, a, that's a heathen nation. I, Lord, I'm just going to go here. Lord, do you know how much the property costs over there? Right? I could go to this part of the country and I could get it for half price. But God says, but I didn't tell you to go there. My provision for the vision is where I told you to be. Now, hear me on this. I'm not saying this to tell everyone, don't you dare ever move anywhere else to get a better house price. Right? There's been people who God's opened doors and they've got homes and I'm so excited for them. I mean, I'm kind of torn as a pastor sometimes. So, pastor, I bought a house. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, but where is it? <laughs> Because I'm, I'm the pastor who wants everyone to be in church for life. You know, it's just, it's me. I, I, I love to release. I love to bless people to go. But, you know, I love that too. And so I'm not against that at all. But here's my point. Just make sure whatever you do, you're following God's vision. Because sometimes the trap can be, especially in days like we're in now, is I start making decisions not based on what's the Lord telling me to do, but I start making decisions based on what naturally makes sense. But see, in the natural, I can get completely out of what God has for me because I don't go any longer by what the Holy Spirit is saying to me and trust for his provision. I'm now moving based on my natural thinking and what makes the most sense or what it seems to be economically. Do you guys hear me on that? Do you hear me that I am not trying, I'm not trying to kind of preach against anyone moving somewhere else. If God tells you to go, you better go. Why? Because that's where your provision is. Don't you dare stay here if God tells you to go. But don't you dare go if God didn't tell you to go and God's telling you to stay here, but you're arguing with the Lord because you're like, Lord, do you know how much it costs here? And God's like, but wait a minute, I thought I said nothing was too hard for me. I thought I said that nothing's impossible. I thought I said I was your source and supply. Do you see what I'm saying with this, guys? There's a heart of saying, I'm going to walk in God's provision as I walk in the vision that he has for my life. And so that's truth number three. Truth number one, with God, all things are possible. Truth number two, God is our source. Truth number C, God's provision is directly linked to his vision. And this leads me to truth number four, and we're going to finish with this. We inherit the promises of God through faith and through patience. Everybody say faith. faith. Everyone say patience. Hebrews 6 verse 12 says this, so that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So here's what I want you to, because we, we get excited. Okay, nothing's impossible for God. Amen, pastor, I'm with you. Number two, God is my source. Okay, I'm believing God that he's my source. Number three, God's provision is linked to his vision. It's like, yep, I'm following the plan of God for my life. I'm gonna walk in what he's called me to walk in. I'm gonna do what he's called me to do, and we're there. But then it leads to this important part where we still have a part to play. And our part is to be people of faith and to be people of patience. That's how we inherit the promises, guys. We have a responsibility to choose to believe. God can have provision for the vision. God can be all set up to be your source. But if you choose to live in doubt and unbelief, you will actually disqualify yourself from what he has for you. You have to rise up in faith. You have to rise up and say, God, I choose to believe you. God, I choose to trust you. That you pray and that you stand in faith and that you declare the word of God and you build your faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you build and you strengthen yourself and you say, I'm going to believe 
believe God. Yes, we have an enemy who does not want you to inherit the promises. Yes, we live in a world that is filled with challenges. But in the middle of it, this is the victory that overcomes the world through Jesus Christ, even our faith. And we choose to rise up in faith. And I want to challenge you today. Make a decision. I believe God. Make a decision. I trust God. Reaffirm your faith today. I'm believing God's going to meet every need. I'm believing God is my source. I'm believing God is going to bless us with a house. I'm believing God is going to provide for school for my children. I believe God is going to lay out everything I need for retirement. I believe God that a righteous man lays up an inheritance for his children's children. And I'm going to believe God to even be able to leave inheritance. Whatever it is, you make that choice and you make that decision. I believe God. Come on, somebody say, I believe God. And I want to challenge you today. Stir your faith. Go deeper in faith in 2022. Go deeper in believing God in every area. But today, because we're talking about provision, go deeper in believing God for provision. Come on, somebody say, my God meets all my needs according to his riches and glory. But remember, there's one more part here. Through faith and what else? Oh, a few of you are with me here. Come on. Faith and what? Come on. How have you online? Faith and what? Faith and patience. Sometimes we get really excited about the faith part, but we don't like the patience part so much. Why? Because patience tends to mean that it doesn't happen as quickly as I wanted it to happen. Patience tends to suggest there's a journey, there's a process here. Patience is actually, Bible patience is not just kind of sitting back and waiting for. Bible patience actually means I'm standing, I'm believing, and I'm not moving. Right? You know, you know like with, I'll give you an example of this. Either way, you know, with what's happening on Parliament Hill right now. And there's, there's talk of some of the truckers saying, we're going to the hill and we're not leaving. Now, I mean, we'll obviously see what happens. And I'd encourage everyone, wherever you fall on the spectrum of what's going on, we need to be praying for our nation and we need to be praying for what's going on. But here's my point. In the scripture, patience says, I'm believing God and I'm not moving. I'm not changing. I'm not giving up. Yeah, but it didn't happen yet. I'm not moving. Yeah, but it hasn't come to pass yet. I'm not moving. I am not moving, I am believing God. That is patience, guys. And it's continuing to believe no matter what. Come on, somebody say faith. Come on, somebody say patience. Through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. Can I encourage you today? Stir up your faith, but also stir up your patience. And if maybe there's some things that you've been believing for that haven't come to pass yet, Take a hold of patience again and say, I'm going to keep believing. I'm going to keep standing. I'm not leaving. I'm not moving from this spot. Stand firm. Having done all to stand firm, stand firm. That is patience. And just as a closing thought, guys, you know, you know one of the best ways to engage our faith and our patience when it comes to provision in our lives? You know one of the best things we can do? So we can give. We can give radically. We can give generously. See, in James 2.26, it says, For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. There's, there's a strong understanding of biblical faith that faith brings about an action in our lives. So if I'm having faith for my provision, 
What's one of the most powerful actions I can do to energize my faith? I can give. I can sow as the Spirit leads me. Right? That's what's so important. Like, I'm here, you know, we're taking up an offering, and if you're here for the first time, you're like, oh, Lord, I just walked into church and asked me for money. You know, you don't have to give. Don't worry about it. I'm not trying to get your money. That's not the point. The point is us engaging our faith and just being led by the Lord. And saying here, and, and having that stirring in our heart. But, but, but I do want to boldly encourage you this week. And I want to encourage you with our first fruits offering. Well, I'm believing God. What are you believing to go deeper in this year? What are you believing for, for God to take you deeper in, for God to take you deeper regarding? What are you believing for? Give your offering and set your faith and say, this is what I'm believing for. And there's actually a QR code that's coming up on the screen right now. We're going to send this out via the church email list. But here's what's really important to me. Every person that gives, irregardless of the amount, I want you to go to this link. We'll send it to you via email if you're on the church email list. And I want you to to fill out, this is what I'm believing to go deeper for. And it could be spiritual. It can be family. It can be financial. I tell you, I got my house on there. And I'm believing God for this, and I'm saying that. But what we're going to do is we're going to take all of those requests, and we're going to have them in a way that we can pray over them every single week. And then I want to hear testimonies, because God is going to move this year. And God is going to provide this year. And God is going to do incredible things this year, guys. And we can believe him. But one of the things that we can do to put action to our faith is to give a bold offering. To give an offering and say, okay, God, I'm believing you. And you just ask, Holy Spirit, what do I need to give? And the Holy Spirit shows you. And then you respond in faith. And we watch what God is going to do. Come on, somebody say, all things are possible with God. Come on, somebody say, God is my source. Come on, somebody say, God's provision is linked to his vision. And somebody say, I will inherit promises through faith and patience. Come on, guys, we got this this year. God's got you this year. Let's believe him. Let's believe him to go deeper, and let's believe in deeper faith even for his provision this year in Jesus' name. Amen? Let's bow our head and close our eyes. We're bringing this to a close. Father, we come before you in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for this church family, God, those who are here, those who are online. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we just agree. And we thank you today, Lord. God, we thank you, even as we've been talking about deeper faith for provision. We've been talking about your promises coming to pass. God, and there's so many promises that I believe that you want to manifest this year. There's so much provision that I believe you want to release this year, God. And we agree together. We want to be people of faith. We want to be people of patience who believe you for it. But Lord, I thank you today, even as we give this deeper first fruits offering. God, as we lay out, we write down those things that we are believing you for. God, I thank you for provision in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for incredible, supernatural, amazing provision in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Let's just take a moment here before life. If you're online with us today, um, I want to encourage you, there's a link that's going to come up for you as well, just where you can write out what you're believing God for. And obviously you guys know the ways we can give. We're not doing the baskets or doing whatever. You can just go online. You can give at the current terminals. I mean, call us if you're trying to figure out how you can best get your offering. We'll help you to do that. And again, no pressure on it. 
If you don't sense the Lord on it, don't do it. That's okay. We're not trying to get your money. We're trying to work together to hear the Lord and move forward together in this. Once again, if God's speaking to you, his provision is always linked to his vision and following his path for your life. And so, Father, we just thank you today in Jesus' name. You're taking us deeper. You're taking us deeper in provision. You're taking us deeper in faith. You're taking us deeper in your promises. We love you so much, Lord. Come on, just take a moment here before the Lord. God, you're so good, and I thank you for that that deeper faith for 2022, that deeper faith in each one of our lives and hearts. And we just speak this, God. I thank you for your blessing over every person. In Jesus' name. Never agreed with me, said, amen.